Welcome to Live with Domarie here at Domarie Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible stories from around the world and make you wanting to come back for more. Today's podcast is sponsored by Prevenex, www.prevenex.com. They make products that fuel longevity, performance, and everyday health and donate vitamins to the malnourished children from around the world. Stay tuned for this amazing episode today with Catherine Grace, the CEO of Forever Fierce Media. One of her quotes she lives by, why your why question mark is much more important than the what in your life. Stay tuned to listen to Catherine grace us with her presence today and talk about her company, Fierce Media Welcome, Catherine. I'm so, so excited for today. So as we were talking that um, we met a year, a year and a half ago, and um, you reached out to me to be a part of your amazing production of being the CEO of Forever Fierce Media. And you wanted me to go to the event. And unfortunately, I couldn't have because I was writing my first book. Um, but then we finally met, and here we are today. I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for including me in this, you know, a wonderful uh, Live with John Marie, which certainly has just taken off in such a short amount of time. You obviously are an inspiration, a role model, and a Aww. voice that us women at Midlife and Beyond, and, you know, just all ages, all people, because, you know, what you share and the story that you have lived it's so powerful, so much to overcome. Thank you. Well, you have also overcome so much in your life. And I believe that's where you became so fierce and your Moxie Mondays. And everybody, you need to follow Catherine because she is such a beautiful inspiration to every woman or man or young adult in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you're just a pure inspiration of love and light. And Thank that's you. why I love you. Thank you so much. You know what? I love that you shared that. It was, um, I think it was a fierce con, maybe the fierce con before. And we had, it was a brand there, but they brought a whole like team with them. And on the team were some men. And we have a lot of men that come to the events because mm-hmm. be it a partner or maybe they're just helping out. And this young man came up to me afterwards and he said, I got to tell you, your message has nothing to do with gender, has nothing to do with age. You know, even though that's like sort of my um, mission to, you know, help women at Midlife and Beyond, um, rewire, inspire, and all that stuff. It really is ageless, timeless, human. You know, any human um, will, I think, resonate with parts of the message because we all need um, to be inspired. We all need to be empowered. And we all face, you know, challenges. Some of those challenges are pretty universal. Yes, yes. And um, I want to talk about your 20-year path of your master's and your spiritual psyche I can't say that word help me out a little thank you and your and your PhD and I believe that plays a huge role in your life being the CEO of fierce media 
Well, thank you for that. And it has been, gosh, now about 30 plus years of being on this spiritual path. And which really means, you know, I had some pretty big challenges growing up. And then let's say I married those challenges on steroids. And so I went, I've had to overcome a lot. And we all have the challenges that we are meant to overcome on our path. So, you know, from sexual abuse as a young child to some really serious health issues like you, chronic some. And then all the way to a near-death experience from late-stage Lyme disease, which really was only, gosh, um, it was 11, 11, 14 that I had the near-death experience. And then all this came out of it. So, you know, I didn't see myself as a powerful voice, as an inspiration, as a role model, as anyone that anyone would want to, you know, listen to. And it's amazing when I almost lost my life that I found an entirely new one. The old me literally... um, you know, in this near-death experience, walked away. I watched the old me literally light up and walk away. And I was weightless and there was nothing left in my body. It was a pretty mm-hmm. crazy experience, which I've shared a little bit here and there. I'm working mm-hmm. on a TED Talk, so hopefully I'll be sharing more. But the truth is, it was as though the old me was ready to go, you know, but that didn't mean me. You. I was ready to go, even though I thought, you know, I thought in my own mind, I was praying to go because I thought, okay, I've been through enough. I'm ready. I was, you know, miserable. I was bedridden. I couldn't take care of myself. I was Mm -hmm. seizures every day. So um, it was like, okay, God, I think I've had enough. And I know up there is pretty cool down here. I'm kind of done with. But that was just, you know, the ego of me talking. The Mm -hmm. deeper part of myself, the authentic self, which emerged after that, was the part that was ready to stay, to show the world that she is fierce, she's not done, she's here as an inspirational role model and a voice um, for women at Midlife and Beyond, but like I said, for humans, humans to be better humans. Exactly. And I thank you so much for sharing all of that background story. You truly have been through let's just say it, hell and high water, and you have found your new you, your new beautiful Catherine, and through that, it was just like um, our, a butterfly is referenced in so many different ways in life, and for multiple sclerosis, that is our mark, the butterfly, because you know, every day we face our body being shut down or we're in pain and we can't get up and keep moving. But the butterfly goes into the cocoon thinking they're dying and they're reborn into this gorgeous butterfly of whatever color it is and they inspire. And you came into your new rebirth of life and here you are today inspiring the world. Through. I love the, certainly the metaphor and analogy of a butterfly. I use it a lot too. And I think the, the coolest thing is to learn um, that, you know, if we go in to try to save the butterfly while it's going through that process, mm-hmm. you know, of constriction. And I mean, it's it's basically almost like facing its own death. But if you go in and try to save it, you kill it. And so that butterfly, that metamorphosis from, you know, a caterpillar to a butterfly would never happen without that butterfly doing the work, you know, and a lot of that work is uncomfortable it's painful um but that is when we change the most right and then we fly exactly when we change the most it's when it's when everything comes crashing down on you everything and you've gone through a lot this year with your house and everything else too so it's not just the autoimmune issues that you've dealt with it's you know issues of a house that you deal with pest control leaks whatever life goes on and you got to continue to keep reinventing yourself and moving forward and bringing the light and there's always light 
somewhere in the world and somewhere within your heart and in your your household and when you surround yourself with light and beautiful things you start to just see the beauty within you and that's what you bring out when all of these women get together and converse and come together and empower each other and I mean I never got to go to one of your events I cannot wait till you can have an event and I can get there and you know hope to inspire more women along your side but you have done so much for the community and the world in itself with your followers from all over the world so thank you at I what mean, we need you're welcome I was say, we need women like you like me like so many women out there especially older women that um may not believe that they're relevant that their voice is relevant that anything that they have to share is going to inspire and empower others but you know we have this beautiful mosaic and all these different stories and mm -hmm. I, you know various stories so one woman is going to resonate with your story another woman's going to resonate with my story maybe yes. some gentleman out there is going to resonate with both of us who knows but we need everyone to share their stories yes the stories are the i like how you um referred it to like art you know a mosaic the world is a mosaic it's a, it's a piece of art it's a story it's a breath it's a you know the butterfly it's reuniting that like spark into your life because we can live with the doom and gloom, right? We both have been through so much doom and gloom in our life. And, and you think of how a mosaic is made. I mean, you're crushing pieces, mm -hmm. right? And then right. you glue them together, kind of like the, you know, the the way Asians look at, you know, getting older. It's our it's the beauty of our imperfections that are so powerful and those imperfections opening our hearts and sharing those parts of ourselves that maybe we hid for a long time and were mm -hmm. ashamed about or felt guilty about or all these things. And then you put it out there into the world, into the light, and others go, Oh my god, you've just inspired me. So you take something for you that felt shameful or whatever dark and it goes out there and you put light on it and it helps others so that's what's helped me open up so much so many things that i held in now i'm like wow i'm helping women so yeah. helping women helping people helping humans be better humans and that's just incredible i want to ask you how did you come up with the name of your corporation i mean it's a powerful name forever fierce media thank you tell me well, how you came up with that Sure. So it basically was February of uh, 2017 that I launched a group um, that was called uh, the Fierce 50. And that was initially a bunch mm. of bloggers that got together over 50. And the idea really was to bring these women together to create a united voice and a community where women are supporting women and older women in particular. And that sort of went viral. So inevitably in launching the, the Facebook community, the Forever Fierce Revolution community, I decided to take the 50 off, the Fierce 50 because we wanted to me it isn't about the age of 50 yes that's a powerful age point pivot point but it was about women at midlife and beyond and I had so many younger people coming to me and saying I want to be part of it but I'm not 50 
so inevitably we changed it from the Fierce 50 to Forever Fierce because um, it was all about women at midlife and beyond. There's no age. We have people in 20 to 99 in my community. We have women, we have men, supportive men, a few supportive men, but mostly women all over the world. So Fierce, a lot of people think of Fierce. There's multiple definitions of Fierce. One is yes. certainly the aggressive definition, mm -hmm. but that isn't the definition we use. It is living life with a heartfelt intensity. So if you look in the dictionary, you got both definitions. We are anything but aggressive. We are the kindest hearts. It's known as the tribe with the kind vibe. About the only um, you know qualification to be in that group is that you're a kind human and you're going to support other women, and that's it. So um, basically, that's where Forever Fierce came from. The Facebook group was born in uh, March of 2017, and we have women from almost every single country in the world, almost every single state in the United States. So yeah. it's a pretty amazing group. It is. It truly is. I mean, all of you women watching, all of you men watching, please follow Catherine Grace on her Instagram feed, her Facebook feed. She is truly a woman to be reckoned with in a fierce, glamorous, loving life. <laughs> Thank you for that, sister. <laughs> you are so welcome. So I wanted to also talk to you about Moxie Mondays. Let's you. Okay. That first of all, your puppy, Moxie, love her. Which, she's asleep. She's, I'm watching her on the porch here. <laughs> uh, she, yeah. So you came up with another amazing way to touch humans and through Moxie Monday. So let's talk a little bit about Moxie Monday. Thank you for bringing that up because that is my number one thing to share, honestly. There's a lot of fun things I share, but Moxie on Monday, the idea behind it, number one, Moxie, where it really came from, I stole it from my daughter, let's be real. There's a book <laughs> called Borrowing Brilliance, so I borrowed her brilliance. My daughter, Mad Rye, is, um, she is, gosh, 29, almost 30 this year, and um, she's an actress out here in Hollywood, and she had come out here and started a blog, and it was called Moxie, and I was like, oh, that's a fascinating word. I love it. So she never really went forward in a big way with mm -hmm. the blog. So when I was doing this path, I kind of swiped it from her and I came up with Moxie on Monday. So Moxie means force of character. So to me, I think that word, it just encapsulates um, mm -hmm. what we are and humans are all about. We don't oftentimes know that we're loaded with moxie, but we are, and it's about unleashing that moxie out in the world. Yeah. So moxie on Monday are really short, sweet, thoughtful posts like you said, I have 30 plus years on this spiritual path, being trained in multiple modalities. I'm a Reiki master teacher. I have been trained in EFT, Ho'oponopono. I mean, pranayama breath work. I'm getting trained as a meditation teacher right now. And I have my master's in spiritual psychology, but basically, like I said, my PhD in you know the school of a rising phoenix, which is really the most important school mm -hmm. of all, this school of earth that has taught me so much. And it's taught me that the universe does not work outside in the way we're taught it works inside out and that becomes so clear thank you, you for saying that i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna cut you short right there for one second because i want you to repeat what you just said mm -hmm. the sure. world does not work from the it outside does. in it works from the inside out yes it is it, it couldn't be more apparent and that is probably one of the most powerful things i'm turning 60 this year and so congratulations I, I, Thank you. Thank you. So all of a sudden it was like, you know, waking up into this crazy world and going, oh, 
I've been taught wrong my entire life. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't work this way. That's why we forget what we've learned as children for the most part, or we are so, we become sponges and like everyone else's beliefs and projections are put onto us. And then all of a sudden you wake up at midlife and you go, that's not me. I don't believe that. I don't know where that came from. You know, and you start questioning that and all of that comes mm-hmm. from within and you start realizing the truth of who you are is inside. It can never be taught to you outside in ever. And as you start casting away these layers, you start finding deeper and deeper truths. So it's this constant evolution of, you know, finding out who you are and the beauty of who you are is never going to be found out here. Never, ever in a million years. It doesn't mean that I don't go in and want to dress pretty and all that. That's wonderful. That lifts me up, but it is not who I am. When I was dying of Lyme disease, I was a walking skeleton. I looked hideously ugly. I know you posted shared, that on yeah, your Instagram the other day. Too. I share those photos too. I think it's really mm-hmm. important for us to share all parts of ourselves, all parts of our journey, because it isn't about what we look like on the, the outside. outside. Mm-hmm. It's about who we are in the inside. You can be this beautiful person, but if you have an ugly heart, sorry, you it's, are not a beautiful It's going to come out and it's going to yeah. show. Exactly. And I love that you said that because it's also the same phrase of don't judge a book by its cover, right? So and important. And it, if I were to take that a step further, you know, I'm trained to be a meditation teacher with David G who came up with the Oprah 21 day meditations. He read, read the Chopra Center for over 10 years. He's brilliant. He's in his fifties. He's incredible. And if you take it a step further, it's like, don't judge anything. And that is a lifelong lesson for me. It's constant, be it ourselves or others. The truth is you cannot connect to someone mm-hmm. if you're judging them. If you're judging them, you instantly separate yourself and you're over here and they're over here and there's no way to connect and really see that exactly yeah yeah and you can't then there's that one time phrase that not one time old time phrase in life that um a leopard doesn't change its spots now you can kind of take a leopard and you can nurture it cherish it and show it love and it can gradually change from the inside out but the spots will always be there and there will still be that little bit of the leopard, the other part of fears versus the humbling, loving part of fears. So don't ever look at somebody and think, well, I can change you because that's not how we should view the world. We should view the world with growing together and changing and helping each other instead of individually. Well, you can never change somebody else. That's not possible. People have to want to change for themselves. It always comes inside out. And if we have that desire to change somebody else, it's time to look in the mirror at ourselves. So no matter what, that is always um, about us. It's never about that person. Same with judgments, always about us, never about that person. Exactly. Thank you for saying that as well, because that is just so true. When you make a horrible remark against somebody or try to shame them, it literally is you shaming yourself and looking in the it's mirror. It's a wound. It's a wound. Our triggers are about us. We cannot be triggered. If I am an enlightened, peaceful human, there is nothing that you can say to me that is going to trigger me. But if I'm a your basic human like me, I have triggers. I carry wounds. And so if I get triggered, I must look at myself and take responsibility for myself because that has nothing to do with that person except they're a gift to me and that they're triggering me to see something inside of me that I can't see. But now I have an opportunity to see it and heal it. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for that. That was absolutely beautifully 
well-spoken, well-said, and heartfelt. Truly, truly. So let me also ask you, on this journey that you took to get your PhD and all of the enlightenment and everything that you have learned that you continue to bring forward in your life every day through Instagram and Facebook and just sitting at a cafe like we did for lunch that day and it was the first time it was lovely that we met and it was just so relaxing and so incredible and the parallels of both of our lives were so close that it was almost like I was put in that path to find you on your Instagram to be able to be so close to living next to you, to meet with you, and just build this beautiful friendship and connection with each other. And then that is exactly what you do every single day. And I'm honored to say that I was able to sit next to you in a cafe and eat lunch and cry. And I remember breaking down crying with you and you telling me your story of surviving from Lyme's disease and we're all here to build each other up and pick our hands up and raise up our voice. And we got to continue to do that. And the one thing that I want to always try to say every day, never look down at someone unless you are reaching your hands out to pick them up and raise them up high. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Because number one, it acknowledges the human in ourselves that there are times that we do look down on others. Mm -hmm. And again, that all that is is an opportunity for us to go, oh, wow, if I'm hurting that person and I see that person, I want to put them down. That's hurt is inside of me. So let's lift them up. Let's talk. Let's connect. What's inside of you that's hurting? And let me share you what's inside of me. And I guarantee you we're both going to be uplifted from that. Exactly. And that was exactly our lunch that day. So much beauty and so much love. and So much beauty. You brought me you. your amazing book and you have shared so many incredible lessons there. I know you, you have since shared on social media that powerful video of you having your you know experience where you were you know Tried to take my life ready ready to leave and I had shared with you I've had many you know I don't consider myself a suicidal person but I have definitely had plenty of moments where I'm ready I'm like done I'm, I'm like I'm out of here yeah. and I think yeah. that's part of the human experience if you haven't been pushed down so hard in life that you're ready to go you probably haven't been pushed hard enough I don't wish that on anyone but all I know is so like true. for you look at how you have risen and look at how many people you have connected mm -hmm. with that have also shared their stories with thank you. you thank you Catherine I really appreciate yeah. that yeah yeah showing you that video is really hard for me seeing we were just meeting for the first time that's who but you are. I just said, listen, this is me. It's it, everything's in the book, good and bad. And this was my goodbye message to my husband and my family because I didn't want to take, I knew what I was going to do because I was suffering and suffering from another disease, which now I finally know what it is, is colitis. So I have multiple sclerosis and colitis but for two years I had doctors telling me all over again you're fine you're fine you're fine no I wasn't fine and I was just I had had enough and then the drugs that I was on for my multiple sclerosis were making me suicidal and I was trying every day to be that perfect person and to keep moving forward but on the inside I was just 
crushed and dying and I just couldn't do it. And I left the goodbye message on my iPhone and not thinking being that far away from home, it would connect to my iPad. And it connected to my iPad and my husband, as you know, I shared the story with you and I've shared it on Instagram and written the post that he tracked me and came and saved my life. And if he didn't get them to break that door down and get in there, I would be dead today. And when I was able to wake up and after the weekend and going to see my therapist, that was my moment of, I didn't die for a reason because my path is still moving and my journey is in front of me and being able to connect with women around the world and never being ashamed of what my story has brought good or bad story. Yeah. Your story is your story and it is a powerful story. And you know, what I have seen from that, um, read in your book, certainly watched in your videos, the relationship you have with your husband and the angels that clearly were looking out for you in that moment and the love that he has for you from the moment you guys met the incredible story. Um, as you guys kind of met, forgot, met, forgot, but (laughs) he's been there, you know, he's so, he's so crazy wildly in love with you to this day, which is so heartwarming. And you your son, you know, watching him on your lives and just the adoration and the respect and the admiration um, and how you've inspired him and now how he's inspiring you. It's it's really beautiful, this ripple effect in your own, you know, bubble family, but way outside of it all around the world. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Let's get down to a few like fun questions. So, when you began your career, your younger life, what was your dream at that moment compared to where you are today? Well, I have such, uh, you know, a, a pivot point in my life. When I was growing up, I, I loved fashion. Fashion was my thing. It was what lit my fire. Um, I grew up in a, you know, basically male-dominated household. I have four brothers. I, you know, it was testosterone central. It was motorcycles and mini bikes, and I was raised to be a tomboy. I had my hair cut just like my brothers by my father. <laughs> I, I like had to really teach myself how to be a girl. How to? I went to, you know, as soon as I was a teenager, got on the bus and went to the mall to work at Charles Stevens so I could get that discount. Buy myself clothes. Teach myself how to, you know, be a girl and so fashion became my thing now but I was very smart in school um, I went on to Vanderbilt University double major economics and French uh, international finance all of that but that really wasn't me I was mm-hmm. gonna go join the Peace mm-hmm. Corps and save the world that was me but really that path of being in international finance I went on to work for Swiss Bank Corporation Aon Corporation on Capitol Hill for a senator and congressman that was wonderful but as far as you know, economics and all that, that's not really me. I can do it, um, but it it wasn't lighting my fire, but it was my mom who would always, you know, kind of shame me to get away from fashion, that that was superficial, Mm. you know, use your brains. Um, But, you know, the truth is you can be in fashion and use your brains. If fashion's lighting your fire, that's really what's most important. So it's interesting how getting back into this whole 
you know, seen on Instagram and my blog and all that. It started off as a fashion blog. Now, that was not really my intention. I started on Instagram. I started sharing my message, and then it became sort of fashion lifestyle. And over time, it's really become much more message-based. Fashion is, to me, um, it's a wonderful tool to show the world who we are. Yes. Um, but it's, for me, it's message. It's message. It's message. So I get to put beautiful clothes on, but the most important thing to me is the message. It's the voice, it's inspiration, it's empowerment. So I get to do both now. I get to work with amazing fashion brands. Um, but more importantly, I get to change women's lives. That is number one. Yes. And you have, you have changed women's lives. And I love that there, there was one photo. It's further down into your Instagram, but you had a tribe behind you and on every t-shirt had their age and you were all so graceful and so gorgeous and beautiful that age doesn't matter when you're, you're learning and you're growing and you're finding that love from within and you are leading the pact and that is so graceful. And um, it's just the whole fierce media, you know, Moxie Monday, your Instagram and your posts are gorgeous, but your writing is so eloquent and so heartwarming and beautiful. And that's where the women connect with you that may not have been to one of your events, that may just be coming across your page today and you are lifting the light and the spirit through a photograph, but a story behind it. Yeah, yeah. it is. A, it's the story that makes um, me, you know, my heart sing really. And it's so interesting. When I first started writing, this is long before this journey. This is when I was going through a very painful divorce. And it was a very dark marriage. There was a lot of abuse. And so I was very lucky to get out from my, what my doctor had said. You were lucky to get out alive. You need to get out now. My doctor's the one who said, time to go. So um, I started writing then. And what came out of me was so dark that I certainly wasn't going to share it with anybody. But I also branded myself as not a writer because to me it was bad. It was icky. It was, but it was this, again, this metamorphosis. So that was what I was in my mid 40s. I'm almost mm -hmm. 60 now. So it's been 15 years. Um, going from that place, it was dark. It wasn't ready to be out there for prime time by any means. Mm -hmm. But it was something that helped sort of roto rooter, you know, inside out, get those things out that yes. were dark so I could start finding the light and start sharing that. And now I share light and dark. I share both because there's still dark inside of me. There's still shadows there. There's still things that I need to look at. And the things I need to look at, I'm assuming others need to look at too. So I put very uplifting, inspiring things, but also things, like I said, that have been my pain points. Because if it's a pain point for me, it, it's probably a pain point for you. Miss Moxie on Monday is busy doing. Oh my gosh, she wants friend. to get on. She's not a friend. She's you need friend to you need to just pull her in and be like, hi, Moxie. <laughs> She's, she's she's in love. She has a boyfriend out there. So when the oh. boyfriend is out on the beach, she is like time to go. Okay, well she's very gorgeous, by the way. So I mean, I'm sure she's got many boyfriends that mommy does not know about. <laughs> Moxie, Moxie, I would move the camera, but you know, yeah, because she's oh gonna sneak in there. Let's She'll see. sneak in. She'll... Yeah, I can't. Mox, can you see? No, and I now can't. I can't see her. <laughs> She hears you. She's she's listening. Though. Oh my gosh! So, I love it. I love it. Well, everyone, that if you could, you did not be able to see Moxie during this interview. You can go to Catherine's 
Instagram page and see beautiful Moxie on Mondays. And Moxie has her own Instagram. She does. At My Fierce Moxie, of course. At My Fierce Moxie. Yes. So what would you tell someone of any age today in a marriage that's struggling like you were, but they said that they cannot leave? What advice would you give them? Um. I would first say we tell ourselves a lot of things that aren't mm-hmm. true. So is that true? Um, for me, I told myself that story for a very, very long time because I was always threatened with money. That was my ex-husband's hold on me was money. So my greatest fear at the time was, number one, I can't do this. I can't support myself. I can't support my children. How can I leave? They're going to be in daycare. They're going to be ruined in daycare. All those stories. Okay. Those are just stories, right? Mm -hmm, right. So one day it got so bad. I I had a breakdown. Let's be real. I had a breakdown. I've shared that too. I broke into my doctor said, you know, you got a medical file. I was 45 of an 80 year old woman. You don't get out. The next thing's going to kill you. Get out. So, um, I was telling myself those stories for way, way too long and buying into them. Mm -hmm. I was terrified. And there are many women out there right now who are in that position, um, who are terrified of leaving and believing that they can't do it, believing that, you know, and maybe they will be on welfare. I don't know. But a lot of times we tell ourselves stories. I can't afford that. My life is going to fall apart. You know, I can't afford a home, all these things. I can't support myself. Well, I can, you know, all these things that I was telling myself, I, the only way to prove to myself that I could do them and that was a lie was by doing them, right? I left my marriage, I moved across the country, left Chicago, came out to LA, got my master's in spiritual psychology. I was told, you know, I'd never accomplished a thing in my life. Well, I've accomplished a lot. Um, You know, all these stories that I was telling myself, I'm not a writer, who would hire me? You know, who cares about what I say? All these things. The only way to know that isn't true is by questioning it, putting yourself out there, testing it. So um, I would say, question, 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 you know, question yourself, every single thing that you're telling yourself, where's it coming from? A lot of times those voices were either my family's voices or my ex-husband's voices telling me I was buying into the stories that were there to diminish me. And yeah, they were all, you know, for the most part, they weren't true. They're not true. Yeah, Yeah. they're not true. And maybe 2% of it is true. And we need to wake up to that within ourselves and acknowledge it. But with everything that you just said, we've all experienced that part of, well, really? You're not going to be able to do that. And um, you need a degree or, mm-hmm. oh, that's your degree and this is what you're doing. Once again, that comes right back to that person that's mm-hmm. saying that to you, that it's a reflection upon them. So yeah. do not ever let anyone say, you can't, or I should have, or I can't move forward, or I, I just, I don't know where to go. There's always somewhere to go and some help out there. And there is always someone that has lived a part of your life. And together, you can reach each other and just bring your life back together and spark that brilliance and realize, I can do this. Like, I never thought I could be a writer. I mean, what the heck? I can't even spite spell and half of the time with having multiple sclerosis or I have to edit my posts all the time because I forget a word or I don't put it in the right direction or yeah don't do that the hand talk every time I send someone a text it never comes out exactly like they said but you are an incredible writer and you could become an author of your own life story 
because right your story right is incredible and it needs to be told. It truly needs to be told. That is one of the reasons I'm up here on the water ever since I read um, a, a Gift from the Sea, the book. Uh, my heart is, uh, I'm a water girl, and I live right here on the Puget Sound in Washington State now that I just moved to, and it's been my dream to live on the water because it is such a, um, being in nature inspires me to write. So this year is my year to write my book and to apply for my TED Talk. So hopefully I prefer to do it in person, live in person with a live audience. Um, that is something that really has surprised mm-hmm. me. I was a woman without a voice for most of my life, and now public speaking is my number one. I mean, I'm pretty floored by the things that come out of me, be it writing or up on a stage, talking to people, inspiring people. Um, it's so natural that um, that's how, you know, I think for so many of us, stop telling the stories and just go out there and test yourself yeah. and find what your truth is. And for me, I am a writer. I am um, in, an inspirational speaker. And that's pretty cool. It, pretty cool. It's incredible. I mean, come on. You've got the gold stars all around you right now. It's incredible. And it's it's the the beauty of the day you were born to where you are at the end of your book. But once your book is released, it's the continuation of the big next chapter. And it just never ends. It just keeps yeah. moving forward and moving forward. And Every book, no matter where it has been written, what language, what it is in the world, has truth to it and will relate to millions of people all around the world. It's so true. On Friday, um, I was trying to interview a gentleman I've interviewed many times. He's just turned 99 on Friday. We couldn't get the technology and COVID to work, so we didn't have someone there helping him. But he is such an inspiration. He's our oldest member in in our communion. Like tomorrow, I'm interviewing Joan London. You know, she was what? The anchor on Good Morning America Forever. She's 70. She left Good Morning America like in her 40s, early 40s. So she's 70 and she's still out there. She's still writing books and, you know, giving talks and interviews and sharing her own cancer journey and having two sets of twins in her 50s and all these things. It's like, we're not done until we say we're done. Who is it for you to tell me that I'm done and I'm too old? Nope. There is no such thing anymore. As long as you are a living, breathing human, you have something to share, gifts to share, and the world needs you. Exactly. Thank you so much for saying that. I say it constantly, and I love that you just said it. That Exactly. The world needs every single one of us because without these stories and without the life that we've led and learning from our tragedy and from our gifts and moving forward what would life be it'd be so boring and there is no perfect thank god there's no perfect because then that would also be boring i mean really if you really think about it the word perfect yeah amberly amberly our friend amberly lagos i know i love amberly perfection i think her post yesterday was all about that and showing her you know her leg that was destroyed in that accident she's so lucky to have a leg and have a life and Mm -hmm. um yet she goes through such incredible challenges every single day just to get out there and share this message but perfection is it's overrated, really overrated. If you're striving to be perfect, there is no perfect. So let go of that and just be the best that you can be um, mm-hmm. in any moment. Yeah. That's it. Perfection automatically puts this pressure on us, and we have to um, push back against that because if we are trying to be perfect, we can't be ourselves. That is so true. 
So true. And I'd rather have more character and imperfections than to even strive to be perfect because I, I'm definitely not. And it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. exhausting. It's too much yeah. to handle. There's too there way goes. too much stress to handle. Um, and just moving forward in the world today and everything that we've been going through in this last year, um, I remember talking through COVID with you and the, just the stress alone of both of our immune systems being so weak and how are we going to do this? Guess what? We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's not, I hope to change. It's be the change. Yeah. Do it. Mm-hmm. Move forward with your life and bring along the beauties that you always say, good morning, beauties. Bring <laughs> along the beauties with yeah. you. And the world just needs more of this. And the world needs more of you. And I cannot wait to have that book in my hands. I'm going to yeah. be so excited. And... Me too. You know you're going to get one right away. So <laughs> you said something really important about you know, being and doing, if you're doing just one or the other, you're probably not going to achieve what you want in this lifetime. If you're just a doer, you are like on this line here, doing, doing, doing. But if you are doing and being, being is up here. So Mm -hmm. being is where um, you will, what they call, you know, we're multidimensional beings, right? So we actually elevate from the being, but we also have to do in the world, like the law of attraction. You sat here, things are not just going to come to you got to get out there and do them but you're going to be able to do them and accomplish so much more if you're also elevating the being so elevate the doing and elevate the being at the same time and then you will be unstoppable exactly and you know you'll be bringing along your tribe with you yeah and i always believe um that when i'm writing i write as we instead of me because the journey is a we because and when you really think of it the journey and everyone has a journey everyone has a story everyone has a truth to be told everyone has a tragedy in their life everyone has lost a loved one but moving forward with that when you write in the we you bring community and love and respect and honor and truth and justice and you don't eliminate anybody and so I love that you're always like, good morning, beauties. And I, when I'm writing, I'm always writing, you know, we can do this. We can move forward. We can accomplish anything in life because it's not just one. You don't feel, it, it's the ripple effect. Exactly. Power of the ripple. Power. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if we are living just for ourselves, that's usually from the space of ego, right? Mm-hmm. And usually um, ego keeps us pretty small. So that's that's how our egos are designed. So if we live from the we versus the I, now keep in mind not to forget about the I because then you can also lose your way, right? That is People true. There's that, you know, service, service, service. I've definitely done that. You burn yourself out, right? Yes. So you have to have both parts. I'm writing for me, but I'm writing for all of us. So you've got to have both in a balance between um, the I and the we, you know? Exactly. And I do talk about self-care, self-love, work on yourself first, listen to yourself, listen to your body, and acknowledge it. Don't push it under the rug. If you know you're not, something's not right, you're not feeling right, something's going on, you're having thoughts, your body is fighting back with you, and if let's talk about doctors. If you have doctors that do not want to listen to you and dismiss you, as we had both been dismissed, both of us along many, our journeys, many times. way too many times that 
we had to take control of our life and say, it's not working. You did it. I did it. And now we know how to take care of us. It's time to take the doctors off the pedestal because they're human beings too mm -hmm. and they can make mistakes and they can be triggered and they can project things onto us that aren't true. I had, what, Lyme disease for over 10 years according to the doctors with two cases of spinal meningitis that were 10 years apart, so that's how they traced it back. And in that 10-year period, I cannot tell you how many doctors said it's all in your head. You know, you're crazy, you're fine, look at how healthy you are, you run 10 miles a day, whatever it is, you're fine and dismiss me until basically I was a dead woman before they would listen to me. Even though I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't get anyone to hear me. So it's really, really important that, you know, if we're putting a doctor up on a pedestal, probably bring them back down so we are kind of eye to eye. And mm -hmm. if they aren't listening to you when you know something is wrong, time to change doctors. Exactly. And I was taught to believe whatever the doctor says goes, you know, and but for years, I struggled, as you read in my book. And for years, I still continued to struggle. I struggled the last two years trying to figure out what else was wrong with me. It took me a life-death experience where they came by ambulance, picked me up, and rushed me to the ER. Thought I was having a stroke or a heart attack. I'm in there, 213 over 100 and something blood pressure. And come to find out, I get a new doctor straight out of school thinking outside the box. Showed him a picture of what my belly's been doing for the last two years that I've been trying to get answers to. And he's like, wow, let's get a CT scan on you. Your brain, your heart, and your stomach. I have colitis. Once you get the word and the diagnosis, don't you feel more powerful than, oh my God, what am I going to do now? That's my reaction. Like, oh, now that I know what it is, I'm going after it. I'm going to do everything I can to like continue to live a healthy, beautiful life. And that's how you feel when you're not, when you're dismissed for years. You feel like I am going crazy. And I totally felt like I was going crazy. And as you know, mind body, it's so important. My mom had colitis. I've had, you know, I've had two major surgeries. My whole insides have been reconstructed twice. So I'm very familiar with the path that you are on. And it, mind body is so important. And our gut is our second brain. Our gut, mm -hmm. they're finding out now, is the key to our immune system, our microbiome. There's so much to learn and so much that, you know, they're now medical. Medical schools are usually behind the curve because that's why you, I know you and I both do alternative medicine. I do both. Yes. We need Western and Eastern. We need balance because to me usually eastern is ahead at least on the mind body part you know understanding that us as a whole um looking for the root not just treating the symptoms and you know it helps empower you with information so you can go in there and question you know your doctors yeah I do, like i said do both i think eastern western is really important so important and i think when you blend the worlds together you just you have a better enlightenment of how to handle things emotionally and medically because when you are an emotional medical mess, it's destructive. But you can be an emotional medical success as well. And well, I think it's, yeah, you're so, it's so right to talk about the emotions. When I had late stage Lyme, I went in to see one of the top infectious disease specialists in LA, top, like number one. And he looked at me and I'm in the chair, I'm having my seizures, I can't walk, all those things. And he said, yes, you have Lyme disease. Yes, it's very serious. But number one is PTSD. The trauma is the root of your issue. 
And he was so right, but he was the first Western doctor to acknowledge that, that my background in trauma and abuse was, that that was really, once I healed that, it all unwound. And mm -hmm. for it's so important for us to find out what the root is. You can medicate away, you know, all kinds of symptoms, but exactly. you can't medicate away trauma, you can't medicate away abuse, you can't medicate away those emotions that are buried inside And of the you. diseases that are killing you. No, yeah. you can't. So why don't you take the disease and the positivity and find the proper path that fits you and move forward as a success story? And you've done it. I'm moving forward and doing it. Amberly Lago is moving forward and doing it. There's just so many incredible stories. You know, Summer Blair is moving forward and doing it. It's just never give up on yourself be your best advocate of your life and be the anyway. best ceo of this from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes because if you are not running your business which is your body you can't do anything else i think it's a ceo of your head and your heart i think you've got to connect them both mm -hmm. too because oftentimes in this Western, you know, intellectual world we live in, we can get caught up in here. And I know you talk a lot about mindset, healthy mindset, and positivity up here is so important, but it's also mm -hmm. the heart. It you know, our heart. heart is, we got to connect these two and really live from our heart. Um, but, you know, listen to our mind, but often our mind tells us a lot of stories, a lot of lies and things, but the truth <laughs> is in here. So it's when you connect the two. That is very true. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, and, you know, our heart also gets hurt and it does have memories and it is tragic and like PD, P, I can't. PTSD. Yeah. Thank I, you. I, I, yeah, I like to take the D off because it really isn't a disorder. Let's be real. It's just. <laughs> Trauma, trauma. post-traumatic stress is what it is. It's like there we throw disorders on all these things, but you know, all mm -hmm. that means is it's just trauma. Yes, does it disorder our thinking and things? Yes, of course, does it disorder our lives? But it isn't a disorder to have trauma because then all of us are walking around with traumas, right? With so disorders. true. So true. And it could be trauma of injury, a car accident. It could be trauma of a birth yeah. defect. It could be trauma of a marriage, a bad boyfriend, a bad girlfriend, uh, you know, a, a teacher telling you, you got an F and you suck. I would hope that would never happen. But I believe somewhere along the path of life in our journeys, it has happened and it kills your heart and your spirit. And you got to heal that as well. You know, it's so interesting. I just read, it was an article, um, it was like in a scientific journal, and they are finally, scientists are usually a little behind the times on things like spirit, talking about spirit, and I'm not talking in a woo way, I'm talking about, you know, when your spirit's mm -hmm. been crushed, but they are now finding through science and research that trauma is why they've had such little success in the medical world in healing trauma it is actually stored in the spirit they're finding so it's not in here you can't heal it inside like that way it's in your spirit so you have to do mind body spirit you have to do things to heal your spirit you can heal your mind you can heal your body but if your spirit stays crushed damaged, mm -hmm. crushed you gotta heal that too exactly Thank you for sharing that. That was powerful and very beautiful. Thank you. Okay, well, you already mentioned your favorite book that you read, and that's what got you to start writing your story. One thing, what would you be most afraid of in life moving forward? If you even have one thing that you would be afraid of. 
Well, I think, you know, let's be real. I think, like I said, if we're not enlightened beings, we probably have fears. Um, I'm not an enlightened being. I'm working toward that direction, always trying to get, you know, more light and more light, but I'm definitely not enlightened as human as can be. So I have fears. Of course I have fears. I Probably my biggest fear is like being on the streets, you know, that is, it's, it was, what I realized from that is that's something I was born with. My father was an orphan. He was abandoned. He grew up in an orphanage, Mercy Boys Home. And he ended up being a multimillionaire, but he was always terrified of ending up on the street. So that literally, they've shown this. You're born into that. It's in your DNA. So I came into this world with his fears, carrying his fears and his traumas and his beliefs. And so I know that's not my own. I know that I came in with that. I know that it was projected onto me. And it's something that I have yeah. to look at all the time. You know, when those fears come up, COVID, for heaven's sakes, you know, I was planning a, a cross the country tour with FierceCon. Well, all that money, all that stuff is like put, you know, well, that, you know, cost me a fortune just to move up here. You know, I've all these problems in my home. Well, you know, $40,000 down the tubes to get up here. Uh, that, you know, oh, that's mm -hmm. a worry. Of course, my normal business, working with as many brands, I put a lot of those on hold this year because I did not feel right going out there trying to sell anybody anything. Not that I do that. I just represent brands that I'm aligned with, but still, mm -hmm. I just didn't feel right. I felt like I just need to be there to inspire and empower, and I put all that aside because I was like, that just doesn't feel right to me. But also then, does that trigger my fear? Yeah. But I have to deal with that fear and I have to look at myself. I'm not on the streets. I'm fine. I've got a home. I've got, you know, food in my refrigerator and I've got to look at that. And, you know, as David G would say, be grateful for what you have, not what you don't have, because you put that, you know, intention and attention right here. Just keep focusing there, focusing there. And I have a lot to be grateful for. So um, I'll keep, you know, working that path, which I think is a far more, um, you know, the path of gratitude is exactly. It is so. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. And everything that you just said will truly resonate with anyone listening to this podcast or watching the live one that will be on my IGTV um, from this point on. And um, hey. you, I mean, just everything we're talking about, you, the both sharing of your life and moving forward and moving forward with, we will always have a little, a little bit of fear, but we always have a lot of light. And moving forward with that, what is your strongest quality that you believe? If I asked your daughter, what would she say? Kindness. Kindness. Perfect. I do believe not hardly perfect. Um, but I have a really kind heart. I have a really big heart. I have since I was a little girl. I was, I think it was honestly being born into this family where I knew my dad was so injured. He was so wounded through life. He was so traumatized by what he'd gone through. We were not close. I was abused by my dad, but um, I still had immense compassion because I knew that he was this little boy who was hurting inside. Mm -hmm. And so I did, I took an alternate path as a young girl, you know, was the, the path less traveled was, you know, me working in uh, the hospital, in the nursing homes, in the prisons, tutoring prisoners. I was always going to um, give, to serve, to help, to lift. And so I would say, you know, that's even what I did when I came on here. I was like, I don't want to go on here to be an influencer. That wasn't my thing. It was yeah. never my thing. Everything that I do has purpose behind it has mission behind it exactly Even fashion it has purpose behind it so and that's what's right for me i i feel like my heart 
is bursting to um, really uplift people, inspire people, change people's lives, and get them to understand the power they have inside of them that I didn't know was inside of me. Yes. Once again, another powerful, very powerful statement of um, what is your strongest um, quality in your life. And you said kindness and the reason behind the kindness is just so beautiful. Thank you, Thank you. for sharing that and sharing the background of that. Well, if, if we, we need kind hearts out there right now. Let's, let's, let's put we, it out there. We're in a crazy world. We're in a world of chaos and a world yeah, of pain. We the are. only way that we are where we are right now, and let's not talk politics. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. To me, it's not about that. It's about humanity. Humanity's hurting. We're hurting. We would not be in the position that we're in. All wars come from within, okay? That's exactly. where the whole spiritual path comes, right? You, peace starts with each one of us. If I am not peaceful and you're not peaceful and you're not peaceful and you're not peaceful, we have this unpeaceful collective and we are going down a bad path. And we have an unpeaceful collective and we are going down a bad path. Yes. So no matter what, if there's one thing that you can do, look at your heart, clean and clear that heart, bring light to your heart. Yes. We're all in pain. We all have pain. But if we have this big collective of pain, we're screwed. We're screwed. Well, let's just hope that we all continue to move forward collectively in a beautiful light of love and sharing and not being afraid and accepting. Even when you don't really believe in what someone is talking about, acknowledge it, accept it, relate it back to your life. Why is it bothering me? It's something within you. So answer it. And go forward. And the truth is, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in if we're all taking responsibility for our pain. If mm-hmm. we start looking to somebody else to take that pain from us, to be our leader, to be our, you know, and then you mm-hmm. get all of these people channeling a collective anger, and here's our hero, it's never gonna work. But if you had all of those people who are following that person look at themselves and go, that pain's inside of me. Yeah. I'm the only person. There's nobody outside of me that can help me, that can heal me, that can lead me, that can, exactly. you know, take all of my stuff and turn it into something good. It's not possible. So, um, again, I don't mean to be on a, a pedestal for politics, but we are in. No, you're on a pedestal for the human. Yeah. Human race. It's, human and that's, race. You can't separate the two. And that's where I think people get in trouble now if you start talking about politics it's immediately divisive and you can't separate politics from humanity right now. Politics are a mess because humanity is a mess. Let's, exactly. let's get them both on, you know, an elevated page. Let's start, start taking personal responsibility and trust me, things will change immediately. It, it totally will. I mean, the moment that I was reborn after the, my tragic part of not wanting to be here anymore, it was a baby step every single day and a rebirth of what I am and how to move forward, whether I believed in someone or someone didn't believe in me and told me I couldn't do it. It is the power of humanity, and that's what we have to continue to do. We can't blame this, this, and this. No. We blame have is to blame. Yeah, blame it. is weakness. Victim is weakness, period. Let's be real about that. So if we're blaming somebody else, we're not taking responsibility for ourselves and our lives, and that is not a empowered position. Exactly. Exactly. I want to ask you about a Reiki experience that oh, you sure. have done that was the most powerful one that you will always remember. So everyone that's just joining in right now um, to this live podcast um, Catherine has, you know, her 25 years of a master's in spiritual, spiritual, 
Okay, that's my MS acting Masters up. Masters in Spiritual so Psychology. psychology. Yes, thank you. I really, that part of my brain, having MS and not being able to get a word out drives me nuts. So the best part of any of the Reiki experiences that you have done, which one is your most rememberable? Well, um, I'll be really clear. I don't do Reiki on others any longer. I never, I actually never did any of the trainings. I've trained in many, many different modalities. I did it for me to sort of dabble. Um, that, of course, I became a master teacher, so I went through all the levels and I went through them multiple times because I was fascinated by it. Um, the truth being, like, if we just look at our hands right now, there's there's energy. There's energy. Yeah. If you rub your hands together and you pull your hands apart, you're going to feel that energy. You can't help but feel the energy. So we are energetic vibrational beings right mm -hmm. so to me i became fascinated by energy because that is something that we all share it's a way that we can when we change our energy we change everything and you can completely heal yourself with energy so yes. i used to do reiki on other people but i'm such an empath it was very difficult for me not to take on their energy so um i started not feeling so good so i basically i do it for myself i'll do it for people close to me you know friends family but for the most part i do it for me and i know a lot of shortcuts to energy healing right now so i may not lay down and do a full you know session but yeah i might just do you know throw symbols so reiki is you draw symbols on your hand and there are different symbols for different things that you want to mm -hmm. heal mm -hmm. distance healing if i want to heal somebody else if i'm looking to heal myself if it's emotional um i will use different symbols and that symbol then will immediately channel in reiki energy if you believe in that but i, mm -hmm. I don't know how anyone could not believe that electricity exists we can't see it right but it exists right. so energy is out there and so when you are a reiki master teacher you are what they call you have attunements um attunements at every level and those attunements up your energy and up your ability to receive the energy from those various symbols so i can feel energy i can um, i've had people say they can see light coming out of my hands i can't see that but i can feel it so so um, they are an empath yeah. of being able to see the aura uh, exactly. around you and there are so exactly. many people out there that can see that and can well, and feel it's so it. Cool when you think about an aura, so we as you know, physical beings tend to think we're limited here, but we're not. Mm -hmm. And the more beautiful and bright our aura is, you know, we're, our auras are bumping into each other. It sounds kind of crazy, <laughs> woo, but it's really true. And again, you can measure these things scientifically. So yes. our heart, our heart is our biggest energy in our body so our heart if we have a big kind heart that energy is busting way out of ourselves and that's why you can walk into a room if somebody's been in a fight you can feel it if somebody is just low, like it's a meditation room with a bunch of loving, kind-hearted meditators with these giant hearts, you can't help but feel it. So yes. that's your energy, and you're always pumping that out. So I'm not into woo, I'm not into new age, but let's just be real what like law of attraction is. We are always putting out energy. Put out good energy, you know, you're gonna attract better things. You put out mm -hmm. negative energy, you're gonna attract negative things and probably have exactly. not such a happy life. So that's really as simple as it is. Yes, you can get really involved in energy, or you can have somebody else do it, for the most part, I do very little um, with ha going to energy workers and all of that. I pretty much do it for myself now. That's amazing. And I'm glad that you said that, that you really focus all of the learnings that you have mm -hmm. um, throughout the years, that you focus it inward. I do, and yeah. I, I did it. I tried so many different things. I got trained in so many things, so I could dabble. And if somebody was looking for something, I could say, oh, I've tried this. I think this 
may resonate with you. Why don't you go try it? Or here's some links so that, again, I feel like I don't want to, you know, take someone's power away and say, I can heal you. I can't. I can't heal anyone. I can only heal me. I can mm-hmm. share things. I can even share my energy. I can, you know, help give you more uplifting energy if I choose. But again, I think it's far more empowering to send you and you experience it for yourself and you see what works for you so yeah. that you know if you're in trouble, you're in a negative, dark place, you have the power to lift yourself out. Exactly. Thank you again. Extremely powerful. Yes, you need to be on a TED Talk. And you need to have your own TV show. I'm just saying. That would be fun. That would be fun. All right. Hey, you want to be my agent? Sure. I'll just add that onto my list. I got to learn how to be one. And you then... going on in the day, right? You know what? There's, there's never an ending to anyone's story. You can keep putting a title to everything that you've learned. The end is the end, right? The end is the end. So until the until the end and you know, God has like risen us above and you can learn as much as you want. You your title can be director, filmmaker, on and on and on and on. It's just it's accepting everything and knowing you have it within you. You do have it within you. And, you know, we tell ourselves a lot of stories in here in COVID. I can't do this because I'm stuck at home. But look at how many people are pivoting into really cool, powerful new directions. Um, so anything you can do out there, you can also do right here. Exactly. Exactly. And the power of technology. Look where we yes. are right now. Look at you. Right here. Doing this yep. amazing interview live and visible and feeling the heart and the love coming through from everybody and just i i hear love does that make sense to you when someone is speaking to me i can hear the negativity coming at me or i can hear the love and i hear love from you i always have heard love from you i have never once felt any negativity in anything that we have connected with over the last year and a half. And it truly is just a radiance of your heart coming out. And for anyone um, that doesn't know you, please follow Catherine again on her Instagram. You will be enlightened. You will want to continue to connect with her, want to continue to learn more about her story. And hopefully I'm praying Fierce gets back out there on the tour. Um, Forever Fierce Media is on there. I I will be first one to buy a ticket as soon as you tell me. And hopefully I'll be back. I'll be able to do my book tour. And life will slowly get back together. But we all need to communicate humanity together and power and love one another for who we are. Who we are, right? Because let the judgments go as much as possible. <clears throat> Excuse me. Exactly. I, I totally agree. If there's ever a time that we need humanity, which are just these human beings with these beautiful hearts to come together, open their hearts, recognize their own pain, take responsibility for that pain, do whatever you need to soothe your own heart, um, fill your heart with light. The world needs your light. The world needs your love. As you said, mm-hmm. you can hear it. Our voices, our vibrations. Yeah. Um, you can't. You can't fake love. You can't fake a kind heart if your heart's in pain other people know it too so um 
you know, we, we need we need kind hearts. We need big mm-hmm. kind hearts and we need people to um, go out there and heal whatever it is they need to be healed so we can be um, a pretty cool um, human race. We could be. And we will be. Yeah, we, um, we are. We are. We just mm-hmm. right now we're in a little bit of a dark patch. So um, We are. But you know what? Yeah. We're, we're moving forward. And I believe that everyone is finally starting to feel like, I have a voice and I need it to be heard and I need to continue to move forward and you've done it. I've done it. Millions of people are doing it and it's okay to disagree, but to agree with the disagreement, but then learn from it. How do we ever change our own perceptions if we're not willing to look at ourselves? We're always saying, okay, we got to, you know, if we, if we don't have respectful conversations with a difference of opinion, my opinion's never going to shift. I'm always going to stay static if I'm not open to listening to yours in a respectful way. That's really the biggest issue that we've come to this place. If there's division, I'm immediately on my side of the aisle and you're on your side. I'm pointing to you that you're wrong. You're pointing to me that I'm wrong and I'm right. You're wrong. We'll never come together. Exactly. how do we ever shift? That's what we're missing is this middle aisle. Um, you know, you can be on your side and I can be on my side as long as we're willing to meet in the middle to have those respectful conversations and start shifting our own perceptions so we can start shifting the world. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. So in part of your journey of being the CEO of Forever Fierce Media, you have content in there on how to heal and how to move forward and how to continue to inspire yourself and others, which is very powerful. And there is one sheet that says on today's show, we learn, and you have all of these statements that go down and they're just so incredibly powerful. Why positive self-talk? is so important, which we just spoke about. It, it's here and there, but we need to get here together. It's very powerful. Then you also have on there why the moment you're about to give up is usually right before the magic happens in life. True. True. There's the whole old story, Acres of Diamonds, you know, where they're like looking for these uh, diamonds and literally they give up and there's the, the diamond field is like right there. Right there. It's, it's so true. And that's, you know, it's like the butterfly, right? If they give up right before they push through, that's the hardest thing. It's like childbirth, right? If you give up right before you got to push that baby out, that's so much pain. But look at the beauty. Um, that's when most of us give up. We're worn down. You know, when you're getting, when you're in, the, you know, childbirth, you're worn down. When you give up, <laughs> I mean, you've lost, obviously, the most incredible, beautiful moment of your life, the birth of this child. So yes. that's, that is life. We are pushed to the brink. I always say God has, you know, whether God, whatever you believe in, um, has an amazing sense of humor. And it's like, pushing <laughs> I love that absolute, you just said that. I, I'm pushing you to the absolute brink, you know, but, but, you know, just before you go, oh no, I can't take anymore. And that's when you fly, you know, it's, it's so true. It's like, okay, God, I can't take anymore, but yes, you can. Yeah. You take it until, yeah, you fly. So, um, it's, it's so true. Just don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give never up. Give up. Exactly. Yeah, never give up. Exactly. Never give up. The other quotes that you have on here is the simple secret to her success. So tell me what we've already heard so many amazing stories from you. If you're going to speak to a 20 year old just out of school or going into school and not really sure where she's going or he, how would you explain that phrase, the secret to her or his success? 
Well, I think it's changed dramatically. Like when I look at myself when I was 20, oh my God, I was so, I was, you know, a, a good soul, good soldier, but I was deeply unconscious. I still had a lot of pain inside of me and a lot of lessons ahead to learn. When I look at a 20 year old now, for the most part, this is a generalization, these younger beings, these, you know, generation Zs and generation Xs and Ys and all these things coming in, they are so much more awake, aware, enlightened. I mean, that's why they're the change makers. They're like, okay, I don't really want material things. I don't really care about buying this big house. I want to go see the world. Mm -hmm. I want to go change the world. You know, that is a vastly different conversation with that 20 year old than the 20 year old I was. I was still, you know, our whole generation, like I said, I'm turning 60. We're yuppies. We were programmed not to question things. You know, the generation before us were the hippies. They were the ones protesting and revolutionaries and all that. We weren't. We were the yuppies. We were like, go there, go work, go do what you're supposed to do, go make money, you know, go get married, have those 2.2 kids, have that beautiful home. We were not to question anything. So to me, that is, that's the boomer thing, right? And later on is when we go, oh my God, you know, suddenly we have this huge wake up call. A lot of these 20 year olds are already having wake up calls. A lot of them are already awake. So again, that's a very different conversation. So to me, the secret to success is in here. Um, I can't tell you. There's no one universal secret other than the usual universal laws and all that. Like, be your best self, right? Yes. But the secret to your success is don't buy into what anyone else tells you. Like my mom, you know, shame me for, for loving fashion. What? If I'd gotten into fashion, I guarantee I probably would have had a really successful career because I was so in love with it. So it's like don't listen to anyone else. Listen to you. Listen to your heart. Question your beliefs. Question, you know, the path that you're on is everything is energy so if your your heart sinks when you're going to work it's like okay you're probably on the wrong path you may not be able to quit your job but like start experimenting with other things you can do some side jobs maybe start writing online whatever it is something to jazz your spirit so it's it's energy if you're leaking energy in any area of your life that's the area of your life to look at if it's an area you're not you're not happy with your friendships an area to pay attention to change something you know if you're unhappy in your job change something if you're unhappy in your marriage change something yeah you know don't go to sleep don't go unconscious pain is the biggest blinking red indicator and gift that you can have it is just like buying your brand new car you saved years for it but all of a sudden the engine light goes on you're in a, oh my God, I got to call and get it in today. Like I got to get a rental car. We respond to our cars faster than we do our bodies. And that is a major red light to everybody. We take that for maintenance regularly, right? Right. You know, we don't have that. We love her. We bathe her. We take care of her. She gets maintenance. She gets an oil change. She gets new tires. All of this. But, that was my boxy on Monday was all about staying tuned. It's all about that tune-up, you know, we yeah. a musical instrument. We are instruments. We're vibration. No different than a guitar. You tune exactly. that guitar. You tune that piano. Tune yourself. Tune and we yourself. know when we're out of tune. We know. So um, it's really easy if you do little tune-ups versus, like, you let your car completely run out. You probably might have to go buy a whole new car. But exactly. if you keep it tuned up, if we keep ourselves in tune, um, it continues we're going to have a much more forward. harmonious yes. yeah, life. Yes. Catherine, you are absolutely a true, beautiful light of radiance, inspiration, love, fierce on the sweet side and fierce to get things done also. And your journey is just 
just starting. And thank you. We're all just coming up no with what, your, right? every, yeah, yeah, it's a new journey. Today's a new journey. Tomorrow will be a new journey. So exactly. no matter what age you are, it you doesn't matter. Um, you, everything you said to me, I, I send right back to you. Um, I admire you, respect you, you inspire me. Um, your path, you. your journey, your ongoing journey, your vulnerability, your courage and vulnerability. Um, just keep shining that light, you know, Thank keep you, sharing. Catherine. And um, yeah, you're doing some great things in the world. Thank you, and so aren't you. And I'm so honored to have you on our show today and to share all this in beautiful light and a little bit about the darkness and just keeping our head up high and moving forward. So please, everybody, honestly, I am telling you, follow Catherine. And they can find you at Instagram, Catherine. Yeah, Instagram, obviously, at Catherine Grosso. My mm-hmm. blog is CatherineGrosso.com. You can find it in the LinkedIn profile. I have a podcast, Mastering Modern Midlife is my podcast. It's obviously available on everywhere yours is, you know, Apple, iTunes, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also am launching a new top show, which I'll be sharing very soon. It's not ready, but it'll be ready hopefully in a couple of weeks. It's going out, and that's more of diverse cast of women. I have a Facebook group community, Forever Fierce Revolution is where you'll find the Forever Fierce tribe, the the tribe with the kind vibe there. And everything else you can see, Forever Fierce Media, everything is linked on my website. Um, So, but Moxie on Monday, something, sign up for my newsletter, you'll get it in your inbox and you'll start Mm -hmm. looking forward to Monday. Yeah. cool. And I love it. And I I love Moxie on Monday. So, Catherine, um, one final word that you could say to our audience today to leave them looking from within knowing that we are in a world of crisis right now mm-hmm. with the gentle spirit and love that you share constantly, what would that one word be to leave us with today? Pretty simple love. I mean, it sounds really crazy, but um, it, again, I don't mean it woo, but we know when we're in a place of love, mm-hmm. loving ourselves, loving others, and we know when we're in the opposite, right? So this world needs love. And if this world, everybody had, you know, uh, was feeling loved, beloved, belonging, all of those wonderful things, we wouldn't be facing the things we're facing right now. So exactly. really, if you could just do rather than those New Year's resolutions just today, love a little bit more, be it yourself. If you're hurting, love yourself more. If your daughter's hurting, love yourself, your daughter a little more, your husband or mm-hmm. your friends or, you know, send some love out there in the world. Um, it has a powerful ripple effect because then you feel it, then they're going to send it somewhere else and they're going to send it somewhere else. So that power of that ripple of just loving a bit more, that is the best resolution you could ever have in the world. And you will change the world. If you love yourself and you love others a little bit more today and a little bit more tomorrow, you will change the world. Thank you. Thank you so very much for coming on to Live with Marie. And everybody can listen and download this podcast on Apple uh, podcast or on Spotify podcast, also on our RRS podcast. And you can continue to watch this live interview while you're leisurely relaxing and self-care for yourself at home. It will be on my front page for today and moved over to my IGTV page for any of my interviews. And thank you, Prevenex, for supporting us today and being our, um, health advisor and moving forward and with Catherine Grace at Forever Fierce Media. I thank you for thank honoring you so us much. today. And 
truly a blessing. You are an absolute radiant blessing to me, and I can't thank you enough. Thank you, sister. Thank you for having me. And I'll have to say, cheers, beauties. Cheers, Stay beauties. Cheers, beauties. <laughs> Stay fierce. Stay fierce. Mwah. Love ya. Love you too. Bye. Bye, sweetie.